0: You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby with the IPHC Communications Department, and today I have a very special guest. We have Woody Burpo from Passion Church, the youth pastor at Passion Church, and also uh, highly involved in the Heartland Conference. Um, And then the IPHC in general. So Woody, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Dude, I'm glad to have you. Um, Now Woody is a personal friend of mine and also uh, my youth pastor leader uh, when I was a youth leader in uh, college and and outside of uh, college and things like that. So we go way back and uh, both graduated from Southwestern Christian University. Woody, you graduated in? 2006. 2006. Now, I'm not going to age him out here, but that was a year before I even got there, so. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so um, Woody's here with us, and what do you kind of tell us a little bit about your background in the IPHC before youth pastor and that sort of thing. Well, I grew up at
1: um, Lighthouse Praise and Worship Center in Kingfisher with uh, Bob Schaefer and Randy Henderson in the IPHC, so Uh, My family's been involved in a PH church since I was born, basically, so I grew up in that and grew up in the youth ministry, Um, grew up being a leader there, Uh, received a call uh, to ministry actually at the Heartland Conference youth camp, Um, uh, and... uh, just kind of accepted that call and pursued it by going to Southwestern and getting a degree in youth ministry and graduated from there, did an internship for a year, and then Pastor Steve Ely was planting Passion Church back in 2007 and joined with him and been his youth pastor ever
0: since. That's awesome. That's awesome. So kind of a gradual progression and, and right up into full-time youth pastor position. And Now, this has been your your dream for a while, had been to to end up in a full-time youth pastor position. Yeah. And then kind of had to work. It was a working process. Yeah, worked five
1: years part-time at the church. And the church. Uh, yeah. then two years ago, oh, well, almost three now, um, it'll be three at the end of summer. Uh, came on full time, full time uh, at Passion Church.
0: Passion, and and of course we're there through the whole entire process uh, when Passion Church before they had their first service and then the whole entire life of Passion so yeah. far. So
1: even when they were having their preview services preview before services. they actually started having regular Sunday morning services.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, I know it's been a great pri- privilege to to know you and of course work with you in in the ministry in those ways and. And uh, a lot of other people, same thing, uh, you've done so much work for so many different people in the the IPHC and at the campgrounds and things like that, that uh, really know just about everybody. I do, I do. (laughs) Um, Now, what I want to talk to you about today, and of course, uh, as everyone who heard uh, this year's first leadership cast from Dr. Beecham, uh, this year's focus is um, we prayerfully value Pentecost, We're talking about the Holy Spirit this year, Uh, and of course he broke down the different quarters and um, our focus as a denomination on the Holy Spirit, the different aspects of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit works in our lives uh, personally and and in the church. Um, So I just want to start off by kind of asking you your experience with the Holy Spirit growing up in your personal life, you know, before now, currently, uh, you know, things that you you are praying for, you know, the future, things like that, just the Holy Spirit and what it what it means to you, how it operates for you.
1: Well, I grew up in a church that um, operated in the giftings of the Holy Spirit um, on a weekly basis, um, uh, tongues and interpretation, um, gifts of healing, words of knowledge, just all of those things that were listed. I mean, I really felt like that we went to a church that was biblically based after the the church in Acts, Um and saw God do great things in the youth ministry, watched it from uh, three of us, me and my brother and one other girl, um, and God just started doing great things in our life, and we started really seeking Him, and uh, watched it grow to over a hundred on Wednesday nights, And uh, but the Holy Spirit played such a vital role in all of that. Um, And uh, even grew up, uh, you don't see it a lot today, but even grew up with uh, people being slain in the Holy Spirit,
0: um,
1: people being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I grew up with the Holy Spirit being such a vital part of my life that it was a necessity. Um, I remember seeking uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit for a long time and uh, even praying and asking God, answering several altar calls at church. I was actually at a youth quest, I believe it was in Kansas City. Kansas City, youth and uh, uh, I remember I answered an altar call to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Went down, answered an altar call, and uh, did not receive the uh, evidence of speaking in tongues. And uh, so I was kind of disappointed. And uh, talked to my youth pastor. And he said, "Hey, just you know, keep your head up, keep asking him. It's a free gift, you know." And so I was like, "Okay." And then we went up and uh, went to the pool in the hot tub. And so I got in the hot tub. And I went underwater just to get my hair wet, and in that moment, I heard something. And I was underwater, nobody could hear me, so I decided that I was going to repeat what I heard. And when I repeated what I heard, it was my prayer language. And so right there in the hot tub, I came up out of the water speaking in tongues. And uh, everybody was excited, and they knew that I had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I came up out of the water and speaking in tongues and really had a moment with God. And the next time I opened my eyes, uh, my youth ministry was the only people (laughs) in the pool and the hot tub there at the hotel. Everybody else had cleared out. Um, But from then on... Um, I really was asking God to just use that and to fill me up and to use that in, in my ministry. And um so that's kind of my background of how I grew up and um seeing the Holy Spirit work um in every service that we were ever a part of.
0: Ever a part of. So it was it wasn't um because you know, a lot of people that haven't grown up in a Pentecostal background or or a uh Uh, you know, very charismatic based uh, church denomination where, you know, the the gifting of the spirits and operation of spirit is really prevalent. A lot of times coming from an outside uh, source where maybe that doesn't happen so much. It's one of those things that it's a little bit strange at first or, or, but then if you've grown up in it, it's just kind of a natural, you've, you've been used to it. You've seen it a lot. So for you, it wasn't like this transition of like even having to get used to what it was, it was more of seeking after what you knew was already there.
1: That's correct. And then as I got older, seeing, um, well, hey, what's what's right, what's, what's biblical, because you see it right. kind of, um, you know, you grow up with it, and you just kind of are always accepting of it. And then you see at times where maybe it was, I, I don't want to say abused, but maybe misused and right uh, forced upon people. And, uh, you know, and I always, now I know that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and the Holy Spirit's only going to do what you want him to do. And, uh, so, you know, taken from that, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I had to get used to. It was almost something that I have to make for sure that I don't, um, go out of my way to make for sure it's sometimes I almost feel guilty f- that I may even hinder the work of the Holy Spirit in my life cuz I want to make sure it's not me that it is right. him working in the lives and so um you know I have to I have to make sure I don't err on the opposite side of it just because I don't want to be the person that's saying well hey I heard the Holy Spirit say this you know I, I don't want to be the person that says that all the time um when maybe sometimes it's just my own thoughts rather than really the holy spirit speaking so right
0: right or cause like a almost a an over critical approach to what could be actually the spirit just operating maybe just not in an understanding you know that you personally have at the moment or overlooking into it and saying hey you know i'm going to allow these doubts or or whatever to cloud the judgment of hey is this discerning as the spirit or is this outside of yeah. the normal operation you know the, yeah um, well now transitioning from from your personal account and how the spirit has has really come into your life and, and operated through you and things like that into youth ministry um, how do you notice what are some of the things you notice maybe specific to youth ministry about how the spirit either affects the youth or what the youth how they respond to uh, spiritual giftings, maybe some of the questions that you get a lot, things like that, that might uh, be of interest to youth pastors out there that are maybe facing some of these same situations, like, hey, my kids want to know this, and how do I make this make sense, you know, things like that.
1: Well, and one of the things um, that I noticed very early on is I had one of of the youth leaders that um, served underneath me, he worked at an elementary school, and in that elementary school, he did some mentoring. And so he was mentoring this one kid and just hanging out with him and didn't really know him. So he started asking some questions, you know, and how are you doing and stuff. And he said, oh, I'm doing great. I got to see my dad this weekend. And he goes, OK, so you don't get to see your dad all the time. And he said, no. And he's like, OK, so your dad lives somewhere else. And he says, oh, well, my dad lives in prison. And um, so Andrew was just like, oh, wow, you know, that's. That's crazy. And I think this is a, a around an eight or nine-year-old boy. Wow. And um, he's talking to Andrew about um, his dad that's, that's in prison. And uh, Andrew tried not to pry or anything, but just asked him, you know, kind of what was going on and stuff. And he goes, oh, well, my dad's in prison because he killed my mom. Oh, wow. And in that moment, Andrew was confiding in me and just said, I literally didn't even know what to say to him. Yeah. And so I thought about that like what would I say? What what's a what's a youth pastor supposed to respond to this 8-year-old boy, 9-year-old boy when he says, "Hey, my dad's in jail because he killed my mom." Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you want to pat him on the back and tell him everything's going to be all right and tell him that God's going to take care of him and all those things are true, but none of those things Bring any real comfort into his life, right. and it was in that moment that God really began to speak to me and said, "That's the importance of the ho- that's the importance of the Holy Spirit in youth ministry, because what kids are dealing with now, you have no idea how to respond. They didn't cover that in my counseling." <laughs> Uh, class that I took at Southwestern, what happens when your dad kills your mom, how do you minister to that student, you know? Um, Then, you know, faced with students that are facing homosexuality and all of these different like um, beliefs of, hey, I believe in God, but I don't believe in the devil, or hey, I believe in the devil, but I don't believe in God. When you're facing all of that and you just try to use what you know as an individual and you try to minister to that person, you're gonna fail miserably every time. And that's how come it's very, very important to have the Holy Spirit inside of you because the Holy Spirit is the is the true comforter. He's the true counselor. And so he can give us things and he can in, in times where I've been meeting with people and they're telling me their stories and I'm saying, God, I, I have nothing for them. I need you to I need you to step in. Holy Spirit speaks something into my life that I can share with them. And it seems that he always has something that's spot on. Uh, To share with them something that I could have never thought of, Um, you know, a comfort that I could have never had. And so I think that's one of the most important things in youth ministry is because we're no longer dealing with, hey, have some pizza, play some games. Teenagers are going to fall in love with Jesus because that's not what it is. They're facing real issues. They're facing real problems. And we have to have solutions to those problems or they will go somewhere else to find solutions. And um, Islam and Hinduism and all of that, they they will tell you that they have answers to those solutions. So if you look at a teenager and say, hey, I, I don't know, then um, that's one of the worst things that you could say to them. So you've really got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit unction your heart and put things on your heart of things that I said, man, that's really good because that couldn't have come from me, you know. Right, right. Um, Then transitioning into their lives, I think that now is a day and age where the power of the Holy Spirit is more um, important to their lives because of the things that they're facing. And I look back, going back, just backtracking a little bit, in my own personal life, I I faced some real tragedies with um, losing my dad at an early age. Um, I was only 22 years old, and my father um, actually took his own life. And when you find yourself in the midst of that situation, I, without the power of the Holy Spirit on my life to comfort me, there wasn't enough hugs people could give me or pats on the backs or, hey, I'm praying for you. All of that was almost meaningless to me, Um, but laying in bed late at night, crying, saying, God, I need you to comfort me. That's where I felt the true comfort. Being able to go into my prayer closet and use my um, spiritual prayer language when I didn't know what to say to God, didn't know how to pray, um, being able to pray in the Holy Spirit um, with my personal prayer language, that was something that got me through that difficult season. So with that being said, all of the things the teenagers are having to face now, all the things that the society's trying to push off on them, that their schools are pushing off on them, that their friends are pushing off on them, all of that, they have to have the power of the Holy Spirit in order to get through all of that, or the world will just chew them up and spit them back out. Right. So the Holy Spirit is a very, very vital role because the Holy Spirit is the one that goes with us. He is the one that comforts us. He is the one that when nobody else is around, he's there with us. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I think about the importance of the Holy Spirit in youth ministry.
0: And that's, that's powerful stuff. And, and, and just you talking about that, even that situation that you were explaining about you know, uh, uh, Andrew having this 8-year-old boy present you with something like that. That's something even for me, as you're explaining this story to me, I'm thinking, man, how would I respond in that situation? You just, like you said, you don't know where to go with it, but you have to rely on the spirit to, to lead you, to guide your heart, your mind, your thoughts, your response, whatever it is like, God, please give me some wisdom. I can speak into this kid's life better than probably what everyone else is saying. Like, I'm so sorry. And that's it, you know? Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I, I see exactly what you're what you're saying, and I think that's powerful stuff that we all have to keep in mind because a lot of times you get into that, that mentality of, oh, hey, we're going to have pizza, and we're going to play uh, human bowling or whatever, you know, at youth group, and then everyone's going to go home. It's going to be awesome. But the reality is these kids might come to youth group and not talk about the fact that some terrible things are happening. They're, one of their parents is in jail for this or, you know, things like that, that really you have to also the spirit can guide you into maybe looking into more with those kids or, or you know, being able to figure out there's a need there that we don't see. You know? Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. Is there anything, because uh, we're getting close to the, the end of our session, and I, we could talk for, for hours about this subject, I'm sure, you know, but uh, is there anything that you would have advice or um, just a, uh, you know, a thought or something like that you'd like to give to our listeners about um, the Holy Spirit or youth ministry in general, just kind of things that, that are on your heart or mind for, for our listeners out there?
1: Well, I've been really contemplating over the last um, several weeks, um, uh, knowing that we are talking about the Holy Spirit and that um, that our bishop is is pushing that for this year that that's the emphasis. Um, I've really been given some thought to Acts chapter one and verse eight that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on on you, and you will be my witnesses. And I think a lot of the times we think that that witnessing is just about evangelism, going out and telling people about Jesus, of which it is. But I think what God's been putting more on my heart is that we receive the the Holy Spirit and it gives us power and that power should change our lives and change the lives of everybody else because one of the most important things that changed in the book of Acts was that the disciples saw the power. Of the Holy Spirit. He, they saw the power and basically what they did is they witnessed to everybody else what they had seen and what they had heard. I think one of the biggest problems that the church has struggled with is that we haven't seen anything and we haven't heard anything. So therefore, when I go to witness to somebody, I tell them what God did in my life 15 years ago. But what did God do in my life today? What did the power of the Holy Spirit do in my life in the last seven days or in the life of somebody else that I can take that and be a witness to somebody else to say, hey, there was an eight-year-old boy that his dad had killed his mom and he was still living his life. He was still waking up and facing every single day. And if he can face every single day by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can face what you're going through. And you can take stuff like that and see that power of the Holy Spirit working in people's lives. It gives you something to witness about. And I think that's what God's telling me. And that's what God's been showing me is that it's not all 15 years ago the Holy Spirit came in my life and did this great work. No, right. what did he do today? What did he do in the last week? What did God do that's fresh and that is that is relevant right now to the situation of which I'm facing? And I think that's one of the things that God's really been putting on my heart. Is to let that power from the Holy Spirit come on, so that you can be a witness to what you have seen and what you have heard.
0: Amen. That's that's powerful stuff right there. That, that'll preach. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we should look for that in a, a coming sermon series. Please. I think you can. <laughs> well, what do you, thank you again for joining us today, and uh, I know that um, everybody listening really appreciates your your insights and uh, your heart about everything. And um, hopefully, we'll uh, talk to you again very soon. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.